G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. This time of the week is a pretty important time of the week because on a Tuesday we like to get an update on breaking news headlines as they have been occurring overnight from the nation of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross has been monitoring those headlines back with us again today. Hello, Ron Ross. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Ron, let's start off with a headline about church leaders in Israel protesting what they charge is an attempt to weaken the Christian presence in the city of Jerusalem. Yeah, it's the uh, religious churches up against the religious Jews, I guess. Heads of churches in Jerusalem on Monday, yesterday, criticised what they see as a breach of the status quo in the capital, claiming there's a systematic attempt to undermine the integrity of the holy city of Jerusalem and the Holy Land and to weaken the Christian presence. In a joint statement, the leaders said, we now find ourselves united once again in condemning recent further encroachment on the status quo. In such matters as this, the heads of the churches are resolute and united in our opposition to any action by any authority or group that undermines those laws, agreements and regulations that have ordered our life for centuries. The church leaders are referring to two contentious issues that surfaced in recent months. The first is a Jerusalem District Court ruling from last month saying that the purchase of three major compounds adjacent to the Jaffa Gate in the Old City were carried out legally and as a result were transferred by the Greek Orthodox Church to a right-wing group. The second issue is a bill proposed by the Kalanu uh, member of Knesset Parliament, Rachel Azaria, which is signed by 39 other MKs across the political spectrum that seeks to nationalise lands owned by churches in West Jerusalem and sold to private entrepreneurs. The bill aims to prevent exploitation of residents who live on these properties. Churches lease the disputed properties in West Jerusalem to the Jewish National Fund mainly in the 1950s, parts of which were Adarit Kohenim, sold to residents living there. In the next 20 to 50 years, the lease periods will end and the churches have reportedly sold parcels of land to private entrepreneurs, a deal that affects the residents and creates future uncertainty. Now, we could go on with this ad infinitum, uh, but Azaria uh, is saying that that's not the case. Uh, She's a former Jerusalem City Councilwoman, and in response to the letter, that she intends to protect the residents living on the disputed lands, and she has no intention of threatening the churches. Uh, So it's a dispute that rages regularly uh, with the religious community. Ron, before we move on from here, a little idea from you personally, because when I think of Israel, or if I think of Jerusalem, I think of a mix of Jews and 
Muslims or Arabs, and uh, and then I think of Christians as a fairly significant minority. But what are the what are the numbers like? Because obviously, uh, this sort of uh, issue shows that the Christian presence is really growing in Jerusalem. Well, your your assessment is absolutely right. But the contention has always been the Catholic Church and the Greek Orthodox Church have very um, uh, important locations that they have, they own, in Jerusalem. And uh, that's been a threat to a number of people for some time, uh, because and a lot of the Jewish people uh, have an interpretation of Christianity as being very high church, uh, everyone wearing robes and not relaxed at all, but very religious. And they get that from these Greek Orthodox and Catholic communities. But they're constantly in battle about who owns what. And when the church starts to sell their real estate, uh, the, the, the council is concerned that they're going to have to kick out residents and they can't make movements to put elevators in high-rise buildings because of the argument of who owns what. And so it's a contentious issue, uh, but they come up from time to time. And leads to one of the other headlines, breaking news overnight. The religious court in Israel has ruled Messianic Jews are actually converts to Christianity. How does that all work? This has been a contentious issue for a long, long time. Uh, I know friends of mine who are Messianic Jews can't write that on their application to go into Israel uh, because their visa just won't happen. But an Israeli rabbinical court has for the first time ruled on the religious status of Messianic Jews, that is Jewish men and women who believe in Jesus Christ as their Messiah, in a case involving a couple the Tel Aviv Rabbinical Court ruled that the plaintiffs cannot marry in a religious ceremony in Israel because they are considered to be converts to Christianity. The judges went on to say that the court will readdress the issue if the couple declares before the court they have completely given up their Christian beliefs, including their belonging to a Messianic Jewish community and their missionary activities. The basic position of Jewish law is that those born Jewish remain so despite apparent conversion. But the court relied on a high court ruling that denied a Messianic couple the right to immigrate under the law of return because the law denies the right to members of another religion and the parties in that case averred that they did indeed belong to Christianity. Uh, It's an ongoing dispute and I'm sad to say it makes a lot of uh, Christian Jews very uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, let's turn some attention to Iran. They are strengthening their support for the group called Hezbollah. Yeah, amid the rising tension on Israel's northern border, Iran's newly appointed defence minister said Tehran will bolster its support for Hezbollah in an attempt to lessen the group's dependence on weapons and imports from the Shia country. Our aim is to cut reliance on the outside and achieve self-sufficiency in defence, Brigadier General Abiy Hatami said, 
adding, if needed, we will also export defense equipment to other countries in order to guarantee security and stability in the region. Israel has in recent years repeatedly hit convoys believed to be transferring advanced weaponry being transferred from Iran via Syria to Hezbollah. In early July, the head of the IDF Intelligence Directorate, Major General Hertzi Halevi, confirmed reports that Hezbollah has been operating and managing two underground weapons factories set up by the Iranian Revolutionary Guard in response to alleged Israeli strikes against weapons convoys in Syria. And right now, the Israelis feel that Iran, one way or another, with proxy groups, is surrounding Israel, and uh, they're very defensive. Mm. Another issue that's been in the news, there's been intense scrutiny on the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and his wife. Now, Israeli media is reporting that Mrs. Sarah Netanyahu is to be indicted on corruption charges within days. How's that unfolding, Ron? Yeah, I've got journalistic friends uh, in Jerusalem at the media line, and they've said she's toast. Uh, This is a reference to a correspondent from the Jerusalem Post who's been sharing inside information with them. Israel's Channel 2 television announced over the weekend that the Attorney General will decide within days whether to indict Sarah Netanyahu and that he's leading towards doing so. In response, Sarah Netanyahu has released results of a polygraph test from a private company that reportedly shows she'd been telling the truth in at least one case against her concerning the alleged misuse of state funds for food and hosting events. Now, that's a grave concern, but they're also closing in on Bibi Netanyahu. He claims it's an attack on the right-wing leaders like himself and Donald Trump uh, that's taking place intensively at the moment. He's particularly uh, vulnerable in what's called the submarine case. Netanyahu, it is said, is not personally suspected of wrongdoing there, but his cousin and close associate David Shimron reportedly stood to gain $10 million in commissions if Israel bought submarines from Germany. Uh, That's just one of several cases uh, the Prime Minister may be facing soon. Let's bring some attention back to our shores, Ron. A youth with a mission medical ship last week in Townsville in North Queensland made a humanitarian connection with the nation of Israel. Yeah, I'm excited about this because of my past background with youth with a mission. Uh, A landmark deal was struck between the Townsville-based charity and Israel. The youth with a mission medical ship signed a joint declaration of intent with Israel's foreign affairs this week. The ambassador of Israel to Australia, Shamil Ben Shamil, spoke about why we're medical ships. He said they really saved lives of hundreds and thousands of people who otherwise would not have the opportunity to get medical treatment, and Israel would like to be part of it, as we have a lot of experience in these programs. Ken Mulligan, the Youth with a Mission Managing Director, said the agreement would be a progression of work Israel is already doing in Papua New Guinea, which includes agriculture, water and irrigation programs. He said, I think in the coming year, as we get our programs in place, we'll start to see more Israelis coming through. 
I think Israel has a lot to offer as we work together. I think we can have a great outcome in Papua New Guinea and right here in Townsville. Well, Ron, great getting insights as always. A good update from what's going on in the headlines overnight. Ron Ross, thanks so much for taking some time to share those thoughts with us today here on 2020. Have a great day, Dale. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.